got some pre-show soup. Big soup guy over here. Soup is so underrated. What sucks is that we're going to start doing the show and the soup is not going to get eaten because I'm going to get focus. I'm doing, doing the show and I'm not going to enjoy the soup. Then I got to take it downstairs. I got to heat it back up and have some old soup. <sighs> it's fine. It's my own fault. Got to eat as much of this soup before it's time. I got to call Brandy. Damn, it's good. All right, call her up. Bing bong boom, ding a lang a dang a doom, dong doom ding, ding dong doom, dong soon. I wonder if you can change the song that plays when. Hello. Hi. What are you doing? Eating. I got some soup. Wow, that actually looks really good. Can I give you and all the YFT years out there just a little piece of advice? Remember, I used to do a segment that was like tips to living wells. Yeah, whatever happened to that? I don't know. We got to bring it back. Bring it. Here's my tips living wells. When you can go back to restaurants, I don't know when that's going to be, but when you can go back to restaurants, if chicken tortillas on the menu, you get that shit every <laughs> single time. Okay. Have you ever had bad chicken tortilla soup? Come to think of it, no. Either have I. I've never ever once in my life come across bad chicken tortilla soup. I don't think it's possible. You're right, actually. If you're in Nashville, my favorite chicken tortilla soup is at Takamamacita. Oh, yeah. All the fresh ingredients, and then you pour it into the bowl yourself. It's so cool. That recipe's online. Oh, I'm sure it's super easy. And I've made it before, and I made it for dinner party that we had for our quarantine crew, and huge hit. I bet. Like, I fucking invented a soup. Everyone's <laughs> mind was blown. Like, holy shit, what did you just do here? Whoa. You just invented soup? So I feel like, you know, this year, it's been a lot of things. And it's been some negative things, but I think some positives that have come out of this year has been people really focusing on like self-care and bettering themselves and really becoming like a healthier, better version of, of themselves and taking the time at home to do that. Um, and you know what? Talking to a therapist, so good for personal growth. Like I'm a big believer in that nobody should feel bad about wanting to talk to a therapist. I feel like it's very healthy for you. It's so good to like just let things out. I Bottling things up is just the worst thing ever. And it can be really overwhelming to want to go and sit in an office and talk to a stranger. So in comes our new podcast sponsor, BetterHelp. You can talk to a licensed professional therapist online from the comfort of your own home where you can feel like you're in a safe and private online environment and it's so convenient and in the age of COVID, you don't even have to leave your house. A licensed professional counselors who are who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, so much more. And anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable. Absolutely love this. I'm glad that we're partnering with them. Everyone out there, especially these days, could use a little help. We want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash favorite thing. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash favorite thing. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. 
I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bull and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Anyways... How was sorry we're stoned because I know that that's what you were just doing. Do you have enough energy to do this show? Yeah, you know, we had young Nikki on this week, ending the year on a strong note, and Noah got stoned and talked most of the time, which made my job really easy. That's your MO. You just have co hosts <laughs> that do all the fucking talking. <laughs> You know what? I really have to navigate and narrate quite a bit on Sorry We're Stoned because my mom does get so stoned that she just can't function. Like, she'll start talking, and then after, like, rambling for a full three to four minutes, she's like, wait, what was the question? And then I have to, like, bring it all back around and keep her on track. It's honestly a full-time job. Yeah. Have you learned a little bit of respect for me having to keep this show on the on the rails? You know what the difference is, Wells? What is that? I don't know if you've listened to Sorry We're Stoned, but there's no way that it's as, like, professional as this podcast. And this podcast is not professional, so that's saying a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think our sound's really good. And that's a, a nod to you, yeah. Tap, tap yourself on the back there. No, no, no. Not like that. I th Well, I think we have good equipment. You have a good microphone, and I have a good microphone, so I think it sounds good. I think what I'm talking about is, like, fidelity-wise. And it flows really well. I just I listen to a profesh? lot of shitty— I, It's pretty profesh. Okay, cool. And well, Sorry actually, Stoned isn't. Yeah, well. Because <laughs> it's me who doesn't know what they're doing and Tish who really doesn't know what they're doing. The show's called Sorry We're Stoned. If it was professional, I'd be a little confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was good. It was cute. Noah gave, actually, Noah gave a lot of really good advice. Give me a little nug, a little Noah nug of advice. Noah Nug. Well, you know, Noah is very passionate about mental health awareness, and she's very outspoken about her own struggles with mental health, and she's very pro, like, therapy and all the stuff. So her podcast, In My Feels, is, like, all about that, like, your feelings and dealing with them and all that. So this was nice because usually our advice segment is, is really, like, lighthearted, and it's all questions from my mom. Usually they're kind of funny or sometimes they're interior design related. So this one we kind of, like, went deep. And a lot of listeners reached out to Noah and asked for advice on – you know, when you do get down, like, how do you bring yourself back up and what brings you back to feeling better about yourself and all that stuff? And I don't know why I'm su always surprised. I guess I just see view Noah as like my baby sister. I mean, she is my baby sister. But then sometimes like when I hear her speak, I'm like, oh, my God, you're an adult and you're really actually really wise. And I'm just really old. Yeah. What is one of the things that she does to bring herself back up when she's feeling down? Her advice about that. I, I should say listen to the podcast and you'll yeah. find out. That's why I was like, just give me one thing. I just want one like little nugget, a little sound bite yeah. to promo. You know what? She had a couple of like good suggestions. I, I think a lot of people were feeling 
the struggle with being quarantined all year and like, where do you find the inspiration to create and how do you get out of this like rut when you can't go anywhere and you can't see anyone. And she had a lot of like really good little tidbits, like, you know, get in the car and take a drive and put on some music that's inspiring and stuff like that, that I thought was really, really good. But she also is really working on growing personally. And instead of depending on other people, whereas like, she even mentioned, you know, in the past I've called my mom and my mom helps me out, get out of the rut or I call a friend and make them come over and cheer me up. And she's like, and that's nice. And it's great to have those people. But she goes, I've really been working on learning how to bring myself out of it and how to be alone and still come out of the rut and, and like heal my own self instead of depending on other people. And I thought that that was very mature and very cool and very inspiring. Nice. All right. Well, this week on Sorry You're Stoned, Noah Cyrus gives them Noah Nugs and smokes some Noah Nugs. She gives Noah <laughs> Nugs of advice and smokes some Noah Nugs of weed. Exactly. Nice. Do you want to start? Probably should. Bros and hoes. Wow. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Oh. This year, the Christmas season is fucking difficult for Wells because he's buying gifts for someone who has literally everything. How do you buy gifts for someone who has everything? Welcome to my life. <laughs> my notes are up from my phone. Yeah. And I'm on the Sarah's gifts notes. Ah. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at it being like, God damn it, this is just not. You know, you got the one sentimental. You got the one, like, for the house gift. You got the cute gadget. You got the vinyl. You got the thing that she's going to, doesn't know that she needs, but she needs. And then it's Mm -hmm. just a bunch of just, like, tchotchkes. Because you can't, I don't know what you get. This is what happened. The other day, we were at a buddy's house, and they had an amazing, dude, I am a sucker. One of my favorite things. Sucker. For a good ice machine. Do you know about a good ice machine? A good ice machine? Yeah. Not an ice machine in your refrigerator. It's straight up. It's like in the bar. The machine only makes ice. I have one of these. You do? Does yours make cubed ice or like sonic ice or what? They're square, but they're like thin squares Mm -hmm. of ice. Like almost flat. They're nice. That's what I love. So we were at my friend's house and I was making a drink and I was like, God damn it. This is fucking heaven right here. This is the perfect ice to drink ratio. So I yell out, Sarah, I know what I want for Christmas. And she goes, what? I go, ice machine. And she goes, pulls out her phone, goes, beep, pop, boop, pop, pop, boop. And she turns to my brother and she goes, fucking done. And I was like, damn it. Oh my God. It's so easy. I was just like, that's what I want. Done. And then I'm like, yeah. hey, babe, what do you want? And she's like, oh, I don't know. You got to help me out. Remember the ice machine story? Remember how easy that was for you? So my family, thank goodness, because gifts stress me out. We've decided this year, no gifts, period. We are going to focus on spending quality time with each other, playing games and just having family time and not stressing about gifts. And I could not be more thrilled because I'm not a big gift guy. You're not a big gift guy? Gifts stress me. I mean, I feel like I stress so much about the gifts and like put so much like freaking time and like turmoil into buying gifts. And then they're not even that great because I just suck at gifts. And then when I receive gifts, it just makes me feel awkward. And I hate unwrapping them in front of people. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. I'm just not a gift person. Good to Best know. Best Christmas ever. I didn't get you anything. I hope you didn't get me anything. Um, 
Well, you I'm just kidding. No, I didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> well, here's the gift that keeps on giving. The Bachelor at two nights yeah. bash this week. And next week. And next week? Yeah. Dude, it never fucking ends, bro. It, well, it does end next week, actually. Oh, it does? <laughs> Seems fast. Yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We're at the point of the season where I don't care anymore. It's, like, serious now, and it's not fun for me. The men tell all. Okay. First of all, only half of them were there. Yeah. Where's Raisin? Chasen? Laser? Where is he? Chasen was not there, and neither was Easy. Where was Easy? Where is Easy? What's going there some on? Big players missing from Mintel All. And I'm like, what else are you guys doing? Yeah, Can't exactly. You're, maybe they got the, maybe got the Roan, though. Ooh, you think Chasen's got the Roan? I don't know. You're right. Yeah, Chasen's probably got the Roan. He also probably got a few other things, you know? <laughs> People were sliding into his DMs. He got some shit. You know, it happens. Penicillin. Maybe. I did see this. This was this was a feel good moment for me. Rob Mills, who's the head of Nonscripted at ABC, tweeted out, "Riley, please come to Paradise." And I was like, "Yes, that means Paradise is probably going to happen." All right, I do think it'll happen. It might not be in Mexico. By then, we, most everyone can have a vaccine. Yeah. By June, I do think it'll happen. But anyways, yeah, that was so weird. The mental all thing. Like, why was everyone so spread out? Did, like, half the room have the own and the other half didn't have the own? <laughs> it seemed like. It's like, you know what? We spent a lot of money on COVID tests this year, so <laughs> no COVID tests for you guys. Six feet apart is how it's going to go. Okay, bye. The whole thing I thought was silly. Okay, we get more Bennett, Noah, bullshit, whatever. I mean, there was nothing really that stood out to me about that mental at all. The one thing that stood out was Bennett was wearing a scarf. Doesn't he always wear a scarf? Yeah, or but it's that just like... Yosef that wears a scarf. Yosef? Okay, first of all... Okay, that was the moment, I guess. That like, was the, the moment. The one standout. Yes. Because, like, listen, Chris... I love Chris. He's one of my now close friends. He loves nothing more than to watch someone fucking crash and burn. Okay? I'm sure. That is what is signing his checks every month is watching motherfuckers crash and burn. And even he was like, hey, I'm just going to try to help you out here, bro. Do you have anything to say? And your boy Yosef doubled down. And I kind of loved it. I know. I didn't really picture him, like, conceding and admitting he was wrong, did you? I mean, he doesn't seem like the type of guy to admit when he's wrong. The weird thing about that was he wasn't even from Tasha's season. I know. Like the but girl, I mean, the moment was so big they had to address it. I for guess. sure, but it's also kind of weird. That, like you know, Tasha comes out, Claire doesn't. Claire does didn't have to answer for all the stuff the way that Tasha. I didn't. Think that, I didn't think that was fair. I thought that those guys deserve some answers. And if I was those guys, I'd be like, well, hold on. Did you guys message beforehand? I want to know. I heard you did. You know, and she can give the canned answer of no, we didn't. Whatever. I swear on you know my parents' lives or whatever. I also wanted to see her and Dale because I want to read some body language. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, I want to know what's happening there because I got a sinking feeling. <laughs> sinking, huh? A sinking feeling that not all's perfect in paradise. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by that. Yeah. I'm all about Yosef, though. Don't get me wrong. He's a fucking asshole. But, like, <laughs> I loved it. Like, everyone was after him. Chris was like, dude, let me do you a favor. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go down with the ship. <laughs> 
I mean, of all the men tell alls to probably be able to get out of, I mean, clearly, like, Jason did, got out of it. I just can't believe the guy even showed up after the way he acted on TV. Like, if there was ever a chance to be like, oh, no, I can't go, it would have been this men tell all. And he showed up, and he just showed no remorse. Well, I can tell you, because I've seen contracts. Contractually, you're obligated to go to men tell all. Part of the show. So Jason's not there because he's got the roan? I don't know. I guess we're done with the mental all. It was just like, whatever. I do have some thoughts on the hometowns. <laughs> okay, before you get to hometowns, oh, okay. Blake had his date, but it was like before mental all. It was such a weird, it was weird how they did all this. Yeah. He got great credit roll. Apparently he's got a big ass chakra right on the tip of his wang. Does he? Did you not see the credit roll? The woman was spinning the medallion over his cock oh. and she was like, wow, look at the whatever yeah he got dumped crying and milking it milking it loved it though bye bye blake and then hometowns what are your thoughts brendan's mm-hmm. niece Aaliyah is the star of the show oh for sure and just let her be the bachelorette in 20 29 <laughs> yeah she's cute i loved her here's my problem with brendan Okay. So he's a New Jersey commercial roofer, mm-hmm. salt of the earth, blue collar. The country was built in the backs of people like this guy. And then I go on Instagram and it's nothing but model shots. Really? Go look at his. It's like, yeah. okay, Tyler Cameron, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Oh, wow. Go look at it. Okay. Confused? Don't even really look like him. I was a roofer in high school. Okay. (laughs) If one of my coworkers showed up to work and they posted that on their Instagram the night before, I'd be like, "Oh, watch out! Here comes Zoolanda down the runway, the walkway. Here he comes, everybody! Oh, look, he's giving us blue steel. Oh no, it's Magnum. He looks good. I know, but it's like." What are you? Are you a model or are you a construction worker? Like, what is it? You know it? what's really confusing about this for me is that, like, on the show, he Brendan comes across as not super confident, and that's actually one of the things I think is endearing about him. But his Instagram says otherwise. Yeah. So is that, like, a front or is the Instagram a front? I don't know. That was my only kind of, like, I love this guy. He seems very genuine. Then I'm like, okay, you can do a couple of these, but, like, maybe just pump the brakes a little bit. Like, just do yeah. some do some normal photos. Maybe that's to someone who doesn't really understand how social media works, and not to say that I do, but that's so unrelatable to people who follow you, I think. So that says the guy who posted four ads in the last five posts. Gotta get that money, because I gotta buy gifts for someone who has everything! Get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> uh... To me, Zach was whatever. And then with Ivan, I didn't care at all about that date until his brother showed up. And I was like, where has this guy been the entire time? I need more of, is it Gabriel? Gabriel, wait, you didn't love their cooking well section? No, because that's my gig. They stole your bit. Of course they did. I love their cooking date. I thought it was adorable. I'm obsessed with Ivan. Yeah, I like Ivan, but I need to know more about Gabriel. He's got yeah. a bunch of like teardrop tattoos on his face, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. And like, 
such a sweetheart though and then also like why is he coming in late you know like what was he out doing that, that, that he had to come late to and <laughs> i had so many questions and i needed answers. and he, even he was like tasha was like yeah you know ivan talks about you a lot and he was like <laughs> tell you all the bad stuff <laughs> and she's like no <laughs> and i'm sitting there being like what's the bad stuff i need to know <laughs> What happened? I love Ivan and I love how much he loves his family. Yeah, he's all about like, it. So much. Yeah. And then Ben's sister stole the show for me. I loved her. I thought the niece stole the show. Well, yes. The niece. Okay. So, yeah. The niece, Aaliyah. I remember her name. I actually I think that's her name. Uh, she was great, but I really love Ben's sister and I love Ben's friend. But Ben's a puss because he couldn't say, oh. hey, I'm falling in love with you. I know because I don't know if he is. I know he was like being convinced by his friend. Like you, you yeah. love her. You love, you love, you love her, right? And he's like, oh, I guess. I don't know. I just have a shirt with a huge neck hole, so I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> I know he explained that his dad's a doctor in COVID, and he yeah. obviously couldn't go. But it was like it's kind of just hard to not like you. You meet everybody else's parents, but not his. And like I, I feel like when you meet the parents, you, you just like learn so much about somebody. So it's hard to like evaluate him the same without really meeting his parents. I feel you still think Ben's gonna win. I have never said who I think's gonna win, mainly because oh. I know who wins. Can you just pretend you don't know and just, like, say who you think would win if you didn't know? Can I say who I don't think's going to win? Sure. Ivan is not going to win. I know, but I love him so much. I Honestly, on, on Sorry We're Stone, Noah said if Ivan doesn't win that he could call her. He's Noah, way too sweet. Noah it, would destroy him. Noah is also, like, 12 years old. He's not that old. He's no, Noah's going to be 21 next month. Okay. Hey, listen, Ivan, you could do a whole lot worse than Nicky Champagne. Nicky Champagne. But she would eat him for dinner. That's what I was thinking. He's just so sweet. And also his um, parents would freak the fuck out if Nicky oh, Champagne yeah. showed up at they their would doorstep. Flassy Tasha. Not that Noah's yeah. so flassy, but you know what I mean, Aaron. And Noah rolls up in her sweatpants and crop top. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. No, Nicky Champagne needs to get with the brother. <laughs> she loves face tattoos. It's true. She does. She does thing i think the top two are gonna be zach and ben i think that brendan is not into it like i think he's gonna freak out and bail and i think i just that, don't think he's as sure as the other two yeah and i don't think she's she's that into ivan and so yeah it's in it's down to really big neck hole and you're terrible and zach the zach attack mm-hmm i've had enough of bachelor can, okay fine can we can we move on yeah okay all right, Brand, I recently I've been trying to quiet my mind. I've been trying mm -hmm. to center myself because crazy things are happening all around us every day. The news is freaking me out and I need my daily dose of mindfulness. And that's why I'm using Headspace. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I have. It's the app, right? Yeah. Yeah, Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. Yeah, if you have trouble falling asleep, oh, they got you. Headspace has a wind-down session their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has... A morning meditations you can do with your kids. I need to send that to my sister. That's amazing. Absolutely love Headspace. It's backed by 25 published studies 
of its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. So here's the deal. Go to headspace.com slash YFT today. That's headspace.com slash YFT for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash YFT today. All right, Brandi, we are um, nearing close to Christmas, which means everyone out there is shipping stuff all over the freaking world. Gifts, people are selling stuff online, on Etsy, on Facebook, I don't know. And if you guys are shipping stuff without using ShipStation, you are crazy, bro. For real, it's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Literally in just a few clicks, you're managing orders, printing out discounted shipping labels, and getting your products out super fast, even from your cell phone. It is everything. Yeah, no matter where you're selling Spotify, Amazon, eBay, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation works with all major carriers like USPS, FedEx, UPS, even International. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution every time. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And you don't just have to be a business owner to use this. Like you can ship gifts like Wells and I are talking about. You can disconnect ShipStation with your PayPal account and it puts everything you need right in the interface for you. And right now, YFT listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code YFT. Make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in YFT. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter code YFT, shipstation.com. Make ship happen. All right, guys. So for many of us, the holidays will look different this year. A lot of people aren't able to go visit family. They're having to stay at home, quarantine. It's tough. But that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. And that's why I'm giving my loved ones the most meaningful gifts this year. It's a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. If we did this for Father's Day, where StoryWorth would send my father a question every week and then he would answer it. And then after a year, they took all these questions and they bound it into this amazing book. And this is a true story. My dad loved it so much and was so impressed by it that I went and bought five more copies of it to send to all my siblings because everyone was like, I want this. This is so freaking cool. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun New way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person these days. So give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash YFT. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash YFT for $10 off. Great gift idea. Um, You got some fave things, bro? New favorite freaking show my bell stopped working give it to me. um have you seen the flight attendant no but i have been wanting to see it what you haven't seen it no i know it does look good it's uh it's with kaylee kukukuchu yeah and michelle hosman michelle hosman oh michelle hosman is in it yes oh man how's rye feel about this show 
Rye loves the show. Oh, yeah. We watch it together. It's really, really, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Okay. So I, for some reason, thought there were only two episodes out. So I've seen two, but my mom told me today there's like six episodes out. So I got to go do some research after this. Okay. I'm, I'm only two episodes in. Um, dang it. I really, do you know the like twist in episode one or no? All I know is that she's a flight attendant. That's all you know. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I'm pretty sure like in the previews, they kind of show the twist episode one but i'm not gonna tell you okay so we'll wait to discuss this next week once you've seen an episode or two okay. please watch at least episode one okay but it's so good you guys know i'm obsessed with mikhail hausman i just love him so much he's so good in this and honestly like i've never been that big of a kaylee cuoco fan but i love her in this tv show she does such a good job it's just so good. Like I've had a lot of people because I posted about it last on an Instagram and I had a few people like write and say that they didn't love the way it was shot. And then it like kind of creeped them out or something and gave them anxiety. And I thought that was very interesting that people thought that because I, I don't know. I just I love the way it's shot. I think it's very unique. It's just cool. I don't know. I need you to watch it so we can talk more about it. I'm really loving it. OK, I'm going to check it out. Big fan. So we watched a movie the other night and I was like obsessed with it. Which one? There's so many I want to watch right now. Oh, I know. Okay, so this was on Netflix, I do believe. It's called Midnight Special. Oh, that's not any, That's not on my list. I'm sorry. It, it's old. It came out in 2016. You know, it was like trending or whatever on Netflix. And I was like, I got to watch this show. Listen to the cast. Michael Shannon. He was in like The Shape of Water, Revolutionary Road, Take Shelter, 99 Homes. He's been on like everything. And then you have Joel Egerton, just one of the best, I feel like. And then Kirsten Dunst. And then Love her. Adam Driver. Love him. And so many other like a really amazing actors. And I was like, I've got to see this. So here's the tagline. A father and son go on the run, pursued by the government and a cult drawn to the child's special powers. Midnight special. It starts off an estranged father has abducted his son and is like trying to run away. Okay. There's like this like weird religious cult that they used to live at that's coming after them. And they start making innuendos that the kid has like special powers, like he's supernatural. The government gets involved. Adam Driver plays the head of the like NSA and they're going after the kid. And it's super sci-fi, kind of alien-esque, also weirdly religious. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. Sounds great. Yeah, if you're into sci-fi stuff, Midnight Special kills the main kid, the kid that's got the special powers. Uh-huh. He's the kid. It's, it's him. He's younger in this. He's the kid that's in Defending Jacob. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he still as like unlikable in this movie as he was in that one? No, he's very likable in this. He's oh, a very good. He's a very good actor. Is what I I've yep. come to find out. Because yes, what I that hate. Means, I guess. Yeah, I hated him in in. Defending Jacob, I loved him in this, so. Interesting. Well, all of a sudden, there are so many movies on Netflix that I want to watch. They're, like, they're just, like, so many movies in just so little time. So we can, like, talk about a few of them. I'm hoping you've seen some of them so you can give me, like, a thumbs up or thumbs down. But we started one last night, and I fell asleep. I was very tired. But have you seen, uh, seen or seen the preview for Ava on Netflix? I love Jessica Chastain. She's the lead in this. I haven't seen this. 
Oh, you have it. Rye was really into it. He may have seen more of it than I did last night. Basically, Jessica Chastain's, and this is like an intense action movie. The premise is she plays Ava. Ava is a deadly assassin who works for a black ops organization traveling the globe specializing in high-profile hits. When a job goes dangerously wrong, she is forced to fight for her own survival. If you watch the trailer, it kind of seems like people that trained her are, are turning on her. And she's like, I guess, like fighting for her life. So... I just think it looks amazing. Jessica Chastain's my number one redhead. I love her so much. Um, also, John Malkovich is in this. Gotta love him. Love. It's okay. You haven't seen it. We gotta watch this week. Have you seen Your Honor? My mom told me about this show and said it's like the best thing she's ever seen. And I haven't started it yet. Oh my God. Tish is right. How far in are you? Because there, there aren't that many episodes. There's out, right? only one episode. There might be a new okay. episode now, but it's Brian Cranston, who you uh-huh. know from Breaking Bad. He's the lead. Just after the first episode, Sarah and I were both like, whoa. Okay, here we go. Here's the tag Brian Cranston stars as a judge confronting his convictions when his son is involved in a hit and run that embroils an organized crime family. He faces impossible choices and discovers how far. A father will go to save his son's life. Your Honor. You find out, they're in New Orleans. You find out that Brian Cranston is a very good judge. Like the first time you see Brian Cranston as a judge, it's this poor black family being accused of something and the cops are saying that they did something and Brian Cranston basically exposes the cop being a dirty piece of shit and gets the poor black family off and you're like okay i like him i'm on i'm on board and then his son has got some like health issues or something and he's driving down the street after like laying out this picture frame because it it seems like his mom had passed away so he went to like where like i think his mom had passed away and was like laying down a picture frame with like some flowers or whatever and then he's like driving away because it was in like a bad part of town he was scared to be in the bad part of town as he's driving away, his inhaler falls on the ground. So he's like reaching down for his inhaler. And then he hits this kid on a motorcycle Wee. and he freaks out and tells his dad. And Brian Cranston is like, you got to confess. You got, we got to go. You know, you can't do this. I'm a judge, whatever. And then come yeah. to find out who he killed. Ooh, mob kid. Damn. So good. What do you so watch good. it on? Showtime or do you have Amazon Prime and watch it on there? Showtime. Showtime, yeah. We got Showtime. 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 I've heard it's great. Yeah. Um, and I we went down like this like rabbit hole of movies that made us. It's on Netflix. It's the movies that made us, and then, and then now they've got a holiday movies that made us. And so it's like the behind the scenes of how these movies almost didn't get made. Oh. The one that isn't holiday, but it is. So on movies that made us that we watched was on Home Alone. Home Alone almost didn't get made, by the way. Just, just That's so you, crazy. It was purchased by one production company, and then they couldn't meet make budget, and then they were just like, "The film's done. Everyone go home. It's over." Like right before they start, they started to film it, and wow. then like another production company came in and bought it at the last second, 
and made it. They made this movie on $15 million, which is no money, which is crazy. John Hughes, who wrote 16 Candles and Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and like Nash Lampoon's movies, he did everything. Every cool 80s movie ever, John Hughes was the writer and director for. And John Hughes wrote this because he had done Uncle Buck and he had had Macaulay Culkin in the movie. And he's like, you know, I want to do a Christmas movie and this kid's perfect. So he wrote this whole movie around Macaulay Culkin. And that's crazy. John Candy, he plays the polka guy who takes the mom in the van, you know, polka, polka, polka. <laughs> John Candy did that movie as a favor to John Hughes and he got paid scale. He made $500 to be what? in that film. Like the stuff that you find out, you're just like, holy shit. They tried to cut so much of the movie. Siskel and Ebert. Gave it two stars and said it was too unrealistic. It was like all this shit was like, what? It's the highest grossing Christmas movie ever. <laughs> it was all, it was number one for like 12 weeks in a row. It's absolutely bonkers. That's on movies that made us. And then now there's holiday movies that made us, which I know is confusing because that's a holiday movie. And the one that we watched for the holiday movies that made us was Elf. What's crazy is Elf so almost did not get made because no one believed that Will Ferrell was a leading man. They were like, what? exactly. You're like, how are you, what are you talking about? It's Will Ferrell. But you got to remember, it was way back in the day. He was just an SNL guy or like a bit player, like Austin Powers movies. And they wrote this film. It almost didn't get made because you know how they use the stop motion stuff that looks like the Rudolph Red Nose Ranger stuff? They like totally didn't get like approval for that shit. Like that almost wasn't in the movie. The costumes were almost not approved, so they shot they started shooting the movie. The same scenes with different color outfits. They had to change the name of the movie. All this crazy stuff. What's the most bonkers thing that you find out is right before Elf came out, old school came out. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. Will Ferrell became super fucking famous. And they mm -hmm. were like, there's no way anyone's going to believe that Will Ferrell is this sweet and lovable elf. So they tried to cut the movie to make it more slapstick, more rated R, I guess, than what it really is. <laughs> and they couldn't because it was just shot the way it was shot. Anyways, movies that made us, it's just so good. If you got some time, go check it out. Is it on Netflix? Yes. It sounds great. Yeah. But I don't know if you can tell, but we've been in the Christmas spirit recently. Uh-huh. Been watching a lot I mean, of Christmas stuff. Christmas is in 10 days, so that's yeah. fair. Have you seen Christmas Chronicles? No. Okay. I hadn't either, and we watched it last night because there's a, there's the Christmas Chronicles 2 out, so I haven't even gotten to that yet, guys, but, like, very excited for it. Christmas Chronicles, I guess it came out a couple years ago. It's Kurt Russell as... Santa Claus. Mm. It's a little girl and like a little bit older of a boy. Obviously, the older boy like doesn't believe in Santa anymore. And it's like whatever. And the little girl does. The little girl is the girl that's in Big Little Lies, by the way. Um, oh. On Christmas Eve, they like run outside. They see Santa Claus and she's like filming it. And then all of a sudden she jumps in the sleigh and all hell breaks loose. And Santa loses his hat, which gives him his magic. The reindeers fly away and Santa goes to prison for a little bit and starts singing with the E Street Band for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, it is phenomenal. Great new Christmas movie. Didn't even know it existed. And here's my other thing, guys. Kurt Russell's so fucking cool, dude. He's just the coolest still. Okay. 
And then Goldie Hawn is Mrs. Claus, which is cute because they're married. Uh. Anyways, yeah, there's, and then there's Christmas Chronicles 2, which I'm excited to see. Like, I'm about it. And here's the weird thing. Christmas Chronicles 2 was directed by Chris Columbus, who directed, yep, you guessed it, Home Alone. Oh. I just There's some things on my radar that are going to be watched this week that I feel like are worth noting now and talking about later. Okay. You know how much I freaking loved the first season of Manhunt. It was the Unabomber series. Oh, yeah. I started that the other day. That's like the Richard Jewell thing. But you watched Unabomber, right? Yes, and I loved it. So freaking good. Okay, yeah. So this they finally put out a season two, um, and it's about the um, 1996 Olympics. It was like a foiled terrorist attack and what the FBI investigator like becomes a suspect and it's like this whole thing. And my mom, my mom's the one that watched it and said it's amazing. And if it's anywhere near as good as Unabomber, I'm so freaking pumped about it. Did you ever see Richard Jewell? No. Won a bunch of Oscars and stuff. And that's what that story's about. So now it's like kind of like in depth of what really happened. And I watched the first episode. It's good. Is it good? Yeah. I'm super pumped about it. And then the other one is, have you guys seen the Netflix movie? I, I don't. I think I'm saying it right. It's Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, yeah. I want to see this. The Ron Howard movie. Yeah. Definitely, like, of everything we've talked about, I I, I think everything else we've, t- we've talked about is, like, besides the Manhunt series, but um, pretty lighthearted. And this one is, um, it's based on a memoir, I think. So it's a true true story, but obviously it's, you know, actors playing. But Amy Adams, Glenn Close um, are the two leads. And it's so crazy to me. Like, Amy Adams is so stunning. And, man, they have, like, roughed her up in this movie. Like, she's almost unrecognizable in the coolest way. It almost, like, reminds you of, like, Charlize Theron yeah, when she monster. was in. Monster, yeah. And, and Amy Adams is just such a phenomenal actress. Like, I'm so pumped about this. But it's about just growing up in, like, I think, small town Ohio. It's about, like, three g- different generations of the family. And definitely, like, not as lighthearted as some of the other things we've talked about. But I, I think it's going to be really, really good. So that's also top of my list. Okay. Riot thinks he doesn't like a drama. But, like, we've watched a few and he does like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's always like, not a drama. Isn't Flight Attendant a drama? Kind of, but it's also like kind of a comedy. Like I think uh, it's like heavy comedy, actually. A dramedy. Dramedy. I'm going to stay in the Christmas spirit because that's just where I am right now in my life. I see this. Have you seen Disney's Noel? I have not. It just came out last month. Really good cast, by the way. Anna Kendrick's the lead. Shirley MacLaine plays an elf. Okay. Oscar winner. Bill Hader is in it. Love him. Billy Eichner is in it. Billy on the Street and Parks and Rec. Julie Haggerty, who's in the Airplane movies. A lot of big names in this. So here's the tag. Santa's daughter must take over the family business when her father retires and her brother, who is supposed to inherit the Santa role, gets cold feet. In this world, Santa, I think he dies. I don't think he retires. I don't remember him (laughs) retiring. I just remember him not being there. But anyways, he's gone. So then like the son... Bill Hayer has to be Santa and he does not want to do it. He wants to fucking lead a yoga retreat in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) And Anna Kendrick is like the most Christmassy person in the world. You can obviously see, you can see like the Disney birds chirping around her and shit. And she's all about it. And so she's trying to save Christmas and, and Bill Hader wants really nothing to do with it. So then when Bill Hader drops out, 
then Billy Eichner has to take over. And like, you know, his comedy, which is like so loud and brash and funny. <laughs> he wants to fucking get rid of the Santa sleigh and delivering of gifts all together and just use Amazon Prime and an app, which is so fucking funny because that's what everyone Genius. is doing this year. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna Kendrick trying to save the fucking world. And it's really like, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be like such a stupid which it is, but I was like, this is going to be such a stupid holiday movie. And at the end of it, I was like, ah, oh, love. Great holiday cheer. So anyways, Noel, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, super cute. Um, You know what else I watched that was like totally stupid, but also just, you know, kind of fun? Yeah. Did you guys watch The Holiday? Emma Roberts is the star no. of it. I don't no. know the guy's name. No, I didn't. I didn't it's see Emma it. Roberts and uh, some Australian dude. I mean, it's cheesy as all hell, but it's super cute. Basically, she's just like single AF and is sick of going to all these holidays alone. Like all her other siblings are married and whatever. So uh, I think it's like her insane aunt or somebody comes up with this idea of a holiday. So you like pick somebody to just you only see them on holidays and you go to holidays together and pretend you're together, but you're really not. And so like she drags this guy to like all her family functions. You know, who's the crazy aunt is uh, Kristen Chenoweth. And she's really funny. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it's cheesy, but it's super cute. And I like Emma, Emma Roberts a lot. I heard she plays a foul mouth, angry, smoking girl, which she plays in like every movie. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's like her thing. Yeah, she's hilarious, though. Yeah. So anyway, it was cute. That was my Christmas movie for the week. All right. I like it. I did finish Ready Player Two. First of all, I loved it. Okay? And mm-hmm. my, and my sister, who loved Ready Player One, was like, what, okay, be honest. Is it, like, as good as the first one? Or is it not as good? What is it? And I was like, you know what? It's like Terminator 2. It's not as good as Terminator because Terminator was like groundbreaking and amazing. But Terminator 2 is fun, exciting, like different shit was going on. And you left the theater thinking, you know what? I like it. I like seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger now as the good Terminator, not the bad Terminator. You know, it's like that. It's not, you're never going to beat the first, I can't beat the first one, but I enjoyed right. it. I never put it down. I never stopped. I was like always excited about it, still thinking about it. So, you know, like Ready Player One really goes down like a lot of John Hughes stuff, a lot of 80s stuff, really big into that. And then Ready Player Two goes into, it's a lot of 80s stuff, but it's also like a lot of other nerdy stuff that like I also aligned with Lord of the Rings stuff, you know, which wasn't really part of the first one. Anyways, I tweeted out Ready Player Two is really good. That's it. That's a tweet. And then a bunch of people were like, it's getting terrible reviews, yada, yada, yada. I tweeted back, hey, motherfucker, Siskel and Ebert said that Home Alone was a shitty movie okay gave it two stars so that's all i got for you i mean there is like a waiting list to buy the book on amazon so yeah it's gotta be decent i liked it i want to read it you should i'm gonna we um had a couple of like my super close friends over this weekend um played some yahtzee but we also made some holiday cocktails and we made these like christmas slushes but there's vodka in it and Prosecco, but they're blue and they were blue because you mixed in this thing. It's kind of like triple sec, but it's blue and it's called like blue, like Curacao. You know what it is? That Curacao. Yeah. So my dumb ass goes to the liquor store and I'm like, do you guys have blue Caraco? I can't find it anywhere. I looked right next to the triple sec and it's just not there. And he's like, you mean blue, say it. Curacao. Curacao. You mean blue Curacao? And I'm like, yeah, that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> he acted like I was the dumbest person on the planet. That is... But you know what? Yummy drink. 
Yeah. So blue, blue curacao. Yeah. Which makes no sense. If you look at the word, it looks like Croco. Uh, vodka, <laughs> Prosecco, lemonade. <laughs> and I think that was it. And then like a little lemon on the rim with a little sugar. Yeah. Bomb. It's, it sounds very sugary. It's very good. Yeah. Actually, the drink itself was not overly sweet. And that's why we liked it. But then, like, you know me, I, like, coated that sugar on the rim. Yeah, well. It was bomb, bomb. Man. Blue Curacao. Who knew? Man, I want to get that blue Caraco drink. <laughs> and then and then maybe before dinner have some Oars Divors. That will be good. Some what? <laughs> some Oars Divors. What's that? I believe it's pronounced hors d'oeuvres, but oh, it's not spelled. I see same. what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh. So the next time we come at you folks, what day will it folks. be? It's going to be like right before Christmas, yeah? Yeah, like right before Christmas. Yeah, the 23rd. My my family gets here. Yeah. Uh, actually, the day this podcast comes out, my family will be here. So hopefully I have some really good stories for you guys next week, like some Cyrus family drama. Can we know? just can we just start fucking lining them up and bring them on the show, you know? As well. Just some like season's greetings from... <laughs> Every Cyrus. Sure. And just have them come in. Billy Ray be like, season's greetings from blood. blood. My goal is to get uh, at least one family pick during the holidays. Yeah. That'd be nice. So my mom and I always try to like manipulate everybody into that at least once. Do you have any music? Not really this week, I don't think. I don't really either. Let's do our favorite Christmas songs. There actually is a new Ryan Adams song out that I like. We can save it till next week. Okay. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Do I have a favorite Christmas song? I don't know if I do. I'll tell you which Christmas song I don't like. Santa Baby creeps me out every single time I hear it. Santa Baby. Creepy. But you know what that song's about? Something creepy. No, it's about a married couple and the the dad yeah, yeah, dresses Santa. up as Santa. As and then they do hell. some role play. Creepy as hell. <laughs> Well, my favorite Christmas song is The Kinks' Father Christmas. Huh. Do you know this song? I don't think. I think I played it last year. It's all about um, robbing Santa Claus for all his toys and money. Such a well. Huh? It's a very well-sounding Christmas song. When I was small, I believed in Santa Claus, though I knew it was my dad. And I would hang up my stocking at Christmas, open my presents and I'd be glad. But the last time I played Father Christmas, I stood outside a department store. A gang of kids came over and mugged me, and knocked my reindeer to the floor. They said, Father Christmas! Wait, by the way, so I just looked up Santa Baby. There's a Santa Baby done by Nathaniel Rayliff and the Night Sweats, which got me really, really? excited. Yes. And also by Wolfpack. What would you rather <laughs> hear? Because I love both these bands. Nathaniel Rayliff and the Night Sweats. Yeah. Here we go. 
Let's hear that one. Santa baby, don't worry down the chimney tonight. So creepy. Yeah, kind of a gray. And have you ever seen Nathaniel Rayleigh? He looks no. like he looks like he would be a creepy Santa, actually. He's a creepy Santa. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. I gotta go to sleep. Yeah. Tell the fam I say hi. What are you playing? I'm playing some music to walk us out on. Is it Santa Baby? Yeah. Santa baby. All right. I want a Bye, Brandi. Goodbye, well. Did you just get right to dress up like Santa and then, you know? Absolutely not. Yeah, and you could uh, see what's in his big old bag. And by big old bag, I mean his testicles. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. One little thing I really need. The deed to a platinum mine, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Some deep dicking. Gross. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.